This is Canby Vibe. The Herald staff offers an unfiltered perspective on current Canby events. Now, here's Canby Herald editor, John Baker. Hello and welcome to the Canby Vibe podcast, a production of the Canby Herald newspaper. Uh, we are here gathered together in solemn joy to uh, talk about the things going on in Canby it's today. It's an oxymoron. Yeah. Solemn joy. Excited joy. <laughs> Joyfulness. <laughs> I have my Santa hat joy. on, so joy is... All, I'm all about joy right now. Ho, ho, ho. Joining me today is, of course, a reporter Carol Rosen. Hi there. Sports editor Derek Wiley. We're out of order. Yes, I know. It's throwing me off. <laughs> Just Chris, hit me there, yeah. Right. And assistant editor Kristen Wallers. Hi. Yeah, it is throwing me off a little bit. Do we need to switch? Or are you going to be No, okay? no, I'll be all fine. Right. I'm just not going to look at anybody. Well, Carol's hat is taking up both of our spaces over there, so that's why I had to be over here. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, and what are you dressed up as, Carol? Uh, Carol the Good Witch. She is Halloween. Oh. Yes. (laughs) She is Halloween. She's got the sweater going. She is Halloween, and John is Christmas. I am. I have gone right to it. I'm not... (laughs) I am. I am Christmas. And Alicia is a Star Wars Tie Interceptor pilot from I The Empire Strikes Back. Wait a minute. What's Era. the difference Era. between a fighter <gasps> Don't pilot? Don't even get started with that, Carol. Oh, sorry. We got Cammy news to talk about. That's right. Ooh, we can go on a Star Wars tangent for a half hour easily. <laughs> Watch out. And Alicia's giving me the evil eye. So. Well, you're the bad witch. So. I'm the good witch. Well, we'll that talk looks like about a that bad. Later. That looks like a bad witch hat. It does. I think you have raven <laughs> feathers, like in right. there. Where'd you get that hat? Pier what? <laughs> oh, okay, it was right next to the wine. A uh, crate and barrel. I just uh, <laughs> came with my love seat. Which is well, listen. It's the oddest thing. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting week in Canby. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on our sports talk. Some good things going there. Unfortunately, some other things that are not so good. Uh, we we had a death at Canby Grove. Um, Chris is going to talk a little bit about putting that story together and some of the things that uh, she uh, ran across. The death at Canby Grove Conference Center was the result of a drug o- overdose, um, unfortunately. And this was a 30-year-old man from Lake Oswego, and he was um, an employee of Canby Grove Outdoor School, which is Multnomah Education Service District, puts it on. He was there at the conference center when it happened, but police and people from Multnomah Education Service District, you know, said no children were present when when the death occurred or when emergency personnel showed up. But they were informed and it probably felt kind of scary. So I know they had counselors on site and stuff like that. The man's name is Cameron Faltersack and he was known as Tumbleweed. And it sounds like he was a really um, important member of their team. And it's really hard on not only his family, I feel like that's a given, but his work family. I mean, I could only imagine. Two different of the Multnomah (laughs) Education Service District people, you know, said he was valued and talked about mourning him and and all this. And so I put valued in quotes on our Facebook post. And everybody's like, why'd you put valued in quotes? Like, are you trying to say he's not valued? Or like, it's a quote. I'm quoting two different people. So I don't want anyone to question that. From my perspective, this is worst case scenario when it comes to drug addiction. This is the worst outcome. This is not what we want. And I feel like it's hard. Once once the addiction takes hold, it's it's the hardest thing, I think, to overcome. And I think 
I don't, I don't know. I think there's a lot we can do, and I think it starts before addiction ever happens. Yeah, it's a sad, sad, sad story. I mean, I, I saw some of the comments about the, the quotes thing, and I, I don't understand why you would go to the your first responses that were being sarcastic. I don't really get where your mind's at if that's what you think. We don't do sarcasm in the no. paper, really, unless it's a column. No. I and think, that obviously was not. So I, I think it's just a sensitive topic. I think it's just a sensitive subject for people. And, um, and I think that maybe people are used to people on, on drugs being judged. And from my perspective, that's not me. Right. I'm not the one judging those people. And I'm sure that like, if each of us were to talk, we could talk about drug addiction having affected our lives in some way. We've fostered boys whose mm-hmm. parents were struggling drug addiction and have seen amazing feats. And I think it's all about uh, supporting and realizing, yeah, not judging. That's the last thing they need. I'm telling you, I have seen encouragement go a long ways. It's a disease. People don't realize it's a disease. I smoked for 38 years. And when I quit, I was so excited. It gets into you and it is addictive, but it's also a disease. And it afflicts some people and doesn't afflict others. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Kirsten, when you're doing this story, kind of, and this kind of a story, kind of what's your mindset as you're p- putting it together, putting some of these pieces together? I think that maybe a lot of people don't see it, but I try to get some of the feeling in there. And that's why I quoted, you know, two people from the Multnomah Education Service District that, talking about how he'll be missed. Laura Conroy, who's a a spokesman for them, she's like their communications person. She said, you know, this is especially hard on the family. She said, our thoughts are with them as they're experiencing a very public response to what is usually a private and tragic loss for a family. So I try to include those tidbits, even though it's not a column. It's not my opinion. And I'm not putting my feeling or my personal anything into it. But I'm trying to let those who did have personal comments speak in the story. I guess that's my mindset. And my mindset is also, like I said, and I don't know how else to say it, is that this is, this is the worst case scenario. Right. This is not the outcome. This is the opposite of what we want to see for people who are afflicted with drug addiction like Cameron was. Yeah, you know, we're kind of getting to that point in, in the world or in our lives where offering condolences and thoughts and prayers simply aren't enough. They're just simply enough. They're just words, and, and you know, words are, are are empty in the aftermath of something like this. And uh, I think that it's, you know, obviously our best out to the family, but boy, you'd like to be able to do something tangible or have something tangible that you could do. That wasn't the only weird thing that went yes. on last week. No. Another thing was in the category of dumb. <laughs> there was a little. We had a little bit of a scrum, a little set to uh, outside the school uh, during Friday night's football game. Yes, unfortunately. Well, most of Canby was celebrating and rejoicing over the team's victory. There was a fight. It was basically a middle school fight where something had happened between one, two, maybe three boys ahead of this event. And then when one of the boys' friends got involved, it turned sour and turned into this big fight. I'm picturing it like like a big like I don't know TV fight that you see like on a sitcom or in a good movie 
but yeah, not fun <laughs> at all. In fact, it resulted in two arrests that night of candy kits. Mm-hmm. And then how many kids are fighting? Do you know? No, dude. Wait, it gets worse. Oh, okay, sorry. I'll and then Camby, no, I, I'm welcome to talk <laughs> about it, but I, I got to hear this. Couple days later, they arrested four more. Six kids arrested in this fight, and the the kid who was injured did go to the hospital. The police made it sound like it was like a precautionary measure to mm. rule out head injury, or perhaps he did have a head injury. The chief said that it wasn't significant injury. So did four just run away and then they got the I think people ran away. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there were more than six like involved sure. in the fight. But um, And it was fighting. Six like, were arrested. Fist, there was no weapons. Well, it was all against or... one kid. So oh, this poor wow. kid probably did okay. get pretty beat up. I so it was like a bu- I heard it was just that a bully nine situation. people were arrested. What? I thought I heard that nine people were arrested. It was six. I heard 20, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't a rumble. Well, so speaking of rumors, Carol just said she heard nine were arrested and Derek said 20. No, no I had. This is the first I've heard. But the, I heard there was some middle school fight while I was at the football game. No, I, I kind of forgot about it. I know you all are kidding, but there have been a lot of rumors running mm. rampant in oh, yeah. pr- regarding this story. So I've just been in close conversations with police chief Brett Smith to make sure I know what's real and what's going on. And um, unfortunately that, that also doesn't provide me with like necessarily details, but I, I know what's going on from their perspective and they've investigated and they've talked to people and they're realizing like that this incident that happened beforehand of these boys fighting over something. So it was five boys beating up one boy? At least six. I think it's more than six. Or six They at least beating up one kid. Yeah. Wow. But And this kid, so this kid was involved in something beforehand that basically precipitated. Where they felt he deserved it. The assault. It wasn't just a straight. Police aren't going to give a lot because we're dealing with minors. I'm I'm not saying he deserved it, but the kids thought he did. So the incident prior there may be arrests okay in that case as well so there may be more arrests the canby police is going ahead and turning that over to the juvenile department the information that they have and let the juvenile department the county juvenile department determine whether actually yes the victim may be arrested and maybe another kid right Mm -hmm. and like i was just saying that because this is all minors there's just not going to be a lot of detail yeah, I mean they tend to err on the side of, of yeah, makes t- sense. tight ship, which is fine. Yeah, uh, I, but, and I agree. Had he given me names, I would not have listed names. Right. I know names. I'm not going to disclose the names of minors. And this is so. a great story from our perspective because it does show you what social media how it gets out of hand. And just kids talking. Like yeah. my, I have a middle school daughter and mm. a freshman daughter. They'll come home and they are not prone to necessarily believing it. I'm like, there's these rumors, like this is what's happening and kind of clarifying, but there are all sorts of rumors, all kinds. Yes. Like gang involvement, like there were weapons, there were threats against the school. And the police chief said, we're, we're not finding any evidence of any gang related violence. This is not racially motivated. There were no weapons as far as they know at the scene. This is a great example, too, of why we do what we do and why we don't get drug into this kind of stuff on, on social media. People love to gossip. People are voyeurs, and they love to gossip. And I, I, you know, I, I have understood that from the very beginning of this profession. But this is why we take our time. This is why getting something on quick for us always isn't necessarily always the best thing to do. 
for these exact reasons. Because we're professionals at this, we understand that were we to engage in this sort of rumor mongering, it's just counterproductive for everybody. Yeah. This is why we're, we do what we're doing, why we're professionals at it. Because we understand the bigger picture. Unfortunately, social media doesn't understand the bigger picture. Yeah. It understands that for all this talk about, oh, you want to grab big headlines or you want the shock and you sell more papers. Social media is exactly that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Um, so it always kind of makes me chuckle when something like this happens. Unfortunately, it's a sad thing. But you see the, the, the monster that is social media and how really erroneous it is and how people just completely lose their minds. Yeah. And we can't do that. And I think that's one of the things that makes us different in a really good way. Yeah. Well, and I just hope, I don't know, I guess I just hope that uh, adults and teachers and principal uh, that just grab these kids up because this kind of event in middle school, especially when you're talking like you're charged with a crime, mm-hmm. that can affect the course of your life. And we don't want that for these can be kids. Middle school kids. Middle school kids are... John, insert your opinion word. Well, they're not very bright. Awful. <laughs> they're stupid. Especially boys. Middle school sure. kids are, yeah. Was it, was and, it all boys, and I guess? middle school, yeah. Really? Yeah, middle school sucks. And so I'm like, when you do something stupid like this, as middle schoolers do, and you get involved in a big fight where you're making big mistakes, adult mistakes, and um, you're getting charged, I just don't want to see that become their life. I don't want them to think they are criminals. I don't want them to think that they are bad, that they don't deserve to have a good and healthy and constructive life. I agree. This is two words, teachable moment. I agree with you. Wrap your arms around these kids yeah. and let's teach them. If you know them or you know who they are, my humble advice, resist bad-mouthing them or taking any sides these are middle school kids they're stupid and we don't want to see that continue in their lives well they're gotta not support them. stupid they're just okay. clueless <laughs> they're middle school I, like i don't know how else to say it i know stupid's not the word but it's like they're, they're, they're not fully developed middle school that's very well yeah. said yeah. and like not, not fully the hormones have and come and the emotional intelligence of me to say that not. it is very yeah. much Kind of surprised myself. You really yeah. rose to the level of maturity. I it's, did. It's just I didn't know I was that all mature. These things are butting into yeah. their heads. Yeah, and and not again. Not that they're stupid, but it's a hard time. Middle school is a hard time, and some of them starting to look at, like adults. Some of them starting to sound like adults. Uh, hormones being present, but that emotional development just still catching up. Yes, remember the brain doesn't fully develop until after twenty-one, hmm. if then. Yeah, if then. <laughs> so Carol did a fun little story on the Canby firefighters that went down to Northern California to help with that big blaze down there going nuts. Uh, it's on the website, so check it out. But she's going to talk a little bit about the whole uh, issue. Four Canby firefighters went to Northern California on Sunday. Part of a group of people from around the area, Clackamas County, uh, Tualatin. Anyway, they met on Sunday about 10.30 in Wilsonville. They arrived in Redding at 9 that night, and they took the night off. They slept and uh, got on the fire line 9 a.m. Monday morning. Who are those guys? They are Command Assistant Matt English and Firefighters Brad Fragg, 
Austin Holmes and Bo Ramos. They would have worked a 24-hour shift on Monday and then taken 24 hours off. I did hear this morning that the Kincaid fire was about 60% contained. So they've really, really helped along with the uh, group of 300 firefighters that left from here. You know, so. I did not know how extensive these fires were. Because there's one in Southern California raging as well. Yeah, I've heard a lot I, about that one. I didn't really know. I, I knew there was a fire, at, but until about two days ago, I really wasn't cognizant of how massive it is. And, and so, man, a lot of help. Yeah. I mean, is it really yes. fire season right now? Isn't it that, kind of it, after? Well, in California, it yeah. still is. Yeah. Because yeah, it's pretty dry there. It's very dry and no rain. Here, the actually, the fire season ended October 1st, but some areas that are, are steep and hard to get to um, have st- started burning on Tuesday mm. with the high winds. Yeah, that's been one of the issues has been the high winds, like 70, uh, 80, 90 miles an hour winds yeah. just whipping the fires around. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I think those winds create kind of a weather condition in the the fires. It's called windy. Yeah, Yeah. winds are a weather condition. I feel like we didn't really hear about fires this summer at all, and now it's, yeah. It was the last couple summers. It was mild. I mean, I talked to both Mual and Canby fire crews about that. It's been a super mild fire season, but then these late ones, Carol wrote about that as well. There's been some fires right around here, and Carol wrote about that. We'll get that on the website today. Because of the years before, there were, like, Eagle Creek, obviously, was a big one. Was it the last two summers here in in our area? We've had some major action. Pretty big stuff. No, I think last year was okay, but the year before, we had the Eagle Creek, and we had all those fires. No, no, no. Last year, we did, because... Because down south, massive fires in Southern Oregon. Wineries in California wouldn't buy grapes from Southern Oregon wineries because they felt they were smoked. And as Kristen pointed out the other day, they have taken that whole smoky thing and turned it into something new. Yeah. God bless the wineries. Obviously, they needed to. (laughs) Speaking of wine, if you like wine, you should go to Costco right now. They have... Oh, my God. I have a picture of my husband holding a, a bottle of Costco. Like, okay, so you picture a Costco bottle of wine, and it's, like, larger than usual, right? Like a magnum? Like, well, that's like, what I use. That's the term I use. So it's a magnum of wine. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it. they're big. Like, maybe they're, like, two and a half bottles or something like that, right? No, Costco has these <laughs> giant ones, like the oversized teddy bears that they have. Yeah. I, think of that in version in wine. We determined that they are six regular bottles of wine. It's Whoa. like I don't even know for what purpose do you buy that? Like a, I guess a just a giant party. Well, it's gonna spoil. Like wine's well, only gonna last one week, maybe two. Right. You know what your target date is then? Yeah, you can't drink that in a week. Heck no, I wouldn't be showing up to work. That's maybe maybe I have a problem. <laughs> so listen, if you're thinking that you, you need you're... to go to Costco, one of them was only forty five bucks. Wow. Only, yeah. And this is cheap wine. It's pretty good for a week of wine. I think there's Seems some like decent ones. I don't know. And then they also had some really nice looking gift sets of wine, like a wooden box of four pretty good looking breads for like thirty five bucks. Mm. I don't think so I have a Costco have a... membership anymore. What? Yeah, we had one. We just I just Derek. Don't, I never. I went. just go in for the hot dogs. Yeah. I don't need a membership for that. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, you don't. You don't no. need a membership too. They don't I thought they had a card on that side. Oh, I thought you had to give a card when you walked in the door. Uh-uh. No. Well, not on that side. Not on the 
on the side food with the side. food court. Yeah. yeah. So but I kind of go. Th- I go into Costco backwards. I go in and get the food, and then I go to the check stands and go get my samples. So can you go through and get the food and then kind of sneak into the other side or no? Well, that's what I was saying. That's well, what I but, do. Then, okay. but then but I don't buy anything. So yeah. yeah. Oh, why do they care yeah, if you come yeah. in? I get the samples. But if you buy something, you do have to show your. Oh, card. of course, right. yeah. But no, the food you just it's separate, so you can just go that area. Yeah. When I'm hungry, I don't really think Costco. No, it's not me the first thing. either. Yeah. And, I, have, and I don't eat hot dogs. They have good pizza, though. They do. I do eat pizza. They do. They have well, good pizza, and it's like two bucks. A slice, sure, or something. I don't know. for a giant slice. Yeah. It's basically two slices sure. of pizza. Sure. I always get the hot dogs, so I don't know. But mm. listen, back to that. If you are a praying sort, you'll pray for those guys from Camby that are down there fighting that fire. Um, hopefully, they get it, get it contained here in short order. Definitely, Southern Oregon, Southern California. Uh, definitely need some good thoughts because it's uh, it's raging. I mean, it's threatening LeBron James's home. It already did. We can't have that. Did it? Yeah, he got, yes. yeah. So he had to evacuate on Instagram. Yeah. He was yeah. at two o'clock in the morning. Poor guy. Did he lose he, his home? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Oh, I don't think okay. I have it, yeah. He did, however, hire a food cart to go out to the fire lines. It cost him cool. three thousand dollars. He seems like a nice enough guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, except when he's against the warriors. <laughs> I got bad news for you. The Warriors are not going to be yeah, great. Yeah, the Warriors year. stink. They stank. Stank. Hey. Stunk. Did you hear Curry? He broke his wrist. Yeah. His right wrist? I'm not sure. One of his wrists. His shooting wrist. I'm not sure. Well, as fascinating as all this is, I think we're going to call it a day here at the Canby Pod. <laughs> are the, we done? The Canby Vibe Podcast. Hopefully next week we've got some things to talk about. We appreciate you joining us. And we will be back next week with an, another edition of the Canby Vibe. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Wow. Later. Can Be Vibe is produced by the Pamplin Media Group, Oregon's largest locally owned source of news and advertising.